1: everyone you're listening to those are the girls with Maui and friends i'm mallory i'm victoria <laughs> changing culture and bringing back traditional values we're super giggly here just because we always laugh together we're fun people yeah, okay anyway we've been
0: laughing for the last five minutes um my husband sebastian is on uh this week and he keeps making faces on the zoom call that we do with, where we record it and so we've been laughing really like, the last five minutes
1: yeah, we Anywho. can't start this intro over
0: again. <laughs> this is like the fifth time. Oh, well. All right. So, guys, we are starting our first week of the series called We Believe. And this is where we break down the Republican Party's platform and values. So, week one, we're talking about taxes and how the Republican Party believes in um keeping taxes low, limited government when it comes to the tax process. And this is actually the Republican Party's platform on what they said regarding limited government and taxes back in um, that they approved it this past year in 2020. So the Republican Party states, we believe our constitutional system, limited government, separation of powers, federalism, and the rights of the people must be preserved, uncompromised for future generations. When political freedom and economic freedom are separated, both are in peril. When united, they are invincible. We believe that people are the ultimate resource and that the people, not the government, are the best stewards of our country's God-given natural resources. So since Sebastian has been involved in the Republican Party since, God, when he graduated high school, um, went to the Bush School of Political Science Texas A&M, Uh, He's worked for the majority whip in the North Carolina House, uh, ran as a candidate, is now a government liaison. We thought we'd bring him on as an expert, and this is the only time I'll call him an expert on something. So, Sebastian, welcome to those other girls.
2: Now you guys see why I make funny faces at the beginning of the shows, because she always gives me a hard time. But thanks, guys, for having me. So diving into the whole idea of limited government lower taxes it's not always the most you know fun issue to talk about About for people sometimes yeah sometimes it flies over people's heads because it gets into the weeds but think about where north carolina is today um compared to where we were 10 15 20 years ago so about 10 years ago we were facing a huge economic recession a great Recession. And North Carolina was really struggling under Democrat leadership. They had had the House and the Senate and the governorship for over hundreds of years. And uh, things were a lot more complicated in North Carolina because you're looking at the state where we have to balance our budget. But in the general fund, which is where all the money's supposed to be coming from to balance that budget, they weren't making ends meet. So they were taking funds from the highway funds, from the lottery and just putting it all in the general fund, even though that's not the money that's supposed to be spent there. So when Republicans took over, um, they decided that, look, we're going to do things the right way and prioritize spending the right way and empower people. So since then, we went from a pretty bad credit rating, money and debt to the federal government to now we have a rainy day fund It's worth literally billions of dollars. North and, Carolina? The state? Yeah, the state. Yeah. Wow. OK,
0: keep going. Yeah. that's how we've been able to do so well, and not have to you, essentially file for bankruptcy and get billed out by the federal government like a lot of states that are Democrat led states.
2: Yeah, so we've been able to withstand tornadoes. Um, people still need relief, but a lot of that came from the lack of response from the governor from the hurricanes out east but we've been able to provide direct relief from the rainy day fund for those hurricanes that have destroyed schools, changed people's lives. And now looking at a pandemic, we're one of the few states that have kept our AAA credit rating, exceeded expectations. We have a $4 billion more than expected in state revenue um, than people projected us to have even after COVID. And now We're we're on track to keep all of our state employees hired where states, other states in the country are scrambling to pay their bills to keep their state employees, to keep their pension system. North Carolina is secure because of the tough decisions that the legislature made over the past decade. And what I believe that the legislature will continue to make over the next decade is paramount to, you know, why Republicans have the right answers at the right time for people to ensure that economic prosperity is happening in North Carolina. It's no, it is no coincidence why people are literally flocking to North Carolina and we're a top destination state. It's because the right leaders are in the right places um, other than our governor, but yeah, I'll that'll change it. in 24.
1: Woo! So in 2009
0: is the last time teachers were furloughed and that was Democrat led, correct?
2: Yeah. So, Fact check. And this is not uh, this is real fact checking, not those liberal pundits on Twitter um, with the blue check marks. But fact check. The last people to cut teacher pay in the state of North Carolina were Democrats. And it was because they they were irresponsible with their budget. They didn't know how to plan accordingly and they did not have savings for when a tough day hit. And what that resulted in was teachers getting fired, state employees um, pay being frozen. And people suffered because of that. Uh, They lost their jobs. Schools were impacted. Students were impacted because teachers were being furloughed and laid off. Now we don't have to go through that even during the craziest pandemic that we've ever seen. Um, And that's all because of our Republican leadership.
0: So can you explain how. How is it that we cut taxes? So me as a citizen's not paying as much as I would under Democrats, how have we been able to cut taxes yet keep funding, fully funding a bunch of programs as well as being able to save money? How is yeah. that impossible?
2: Yeah, so one of my friends who is a senior appropriations chair, Representative Faircloth, I actually was talking about this during the last campaign cycle, is when he first came in in 2010 and we got the Republican majority and then we got a super majority in 2012, They made a promise that they were going to cut taxes, and yet you were still going to see that the state brings in more money. You had Democrats say that that will never happen. Um, Even when Trump was president, they said what Obama said, what do you have some kind of magical wand to make this stuff happen? They're the real science deniers because what science is, is you have a hypothesis and then you prove it through data. And that's what we've done uh, with Republican leadership. So how this works is we lower the taxes. More people want to come to North Carolina. Businesses expand, increase their pay for their workers. And even though you lower taxes because of all the economic uh, moving that's going on, people coming to North Carolina, people spending more, having more in their pocket. The state's getting more through sales tax. They're getting more through tax, uh, income tax, because people are getting higher salaries. Um, and people are more likely to spend and go out with their family um, in the economy. And that has helped make um, North Carolina extremely successful. Forbes rates us as the number one state for business in the country. And I'm sorry, Texas, but we took the number one spot.
0: Like we're well, behind like right behind Sweden as like North Carolina is correct.
2: Yeah, so what Victoria's talking about is um GDP, um the the size of our economy. So we are the 23rd largest economy in the world just our state. So wow. imagine. Yeah, so we compete with uh, we we are producing more economic output than entire countries right here in North Carolina.
1: Wow. So North Carolina is not as bad as I thought all these years.
2: No. And and we're and this is one thing that we're still playing catch up with Texas. Texas is like number nine and we're 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 fastly catching up, but we've only been slowed down because uh, Roy Cooper has vetoed some of our budgets and some of the changes that we wanted to implement. Um, is what's holding us back from our fullest potential? We get Roy out of there in two years by having a super majority and ha- having a veto-proof uh, majority. We're going to continue to head in the top twenties, I think. Um, we've set our economy up the bit and allowed businesses to um to really flourish in our state, and that's what we want to do for the next decade.
1: Wow. So my, I guess my question is: What are the arguments that the democrats have get this sounds great but yeah. like why don't people want to go our way like what are some of their arguments why are democrats for higher taxes
2: yeah yeah well they believe they believe that you know the government is the only thing that that gets people out of poverty well my family started off in a low-income situation and it wasn't the government that lifted us up by our bootstraps in fact alexandra cortez says it's impossible now to get out of poverty well my family disagrees with that It was the hard work of my parents that got us out of that situation. And it's the hard work of a lot of Americans that get them out of that situation. So government believes the only way out of poverty for folks is through government programs. We believe that as Republicans, the only way to have economic opportunity is to empower people to make smart decisions and to allow them to find success. In their own way and uh, get government out of the way and you'll see a higher success of uh, people coming out of poverty. That's what we've seen in North Carolina. So and, and what Democrats like to point to as well, instead of all these tax cuts, we should be increasing funding for other programs like um, teacher pay increases, investing in schools, which, you know, I, I think we absolutely have to invest in our schools for a future to ensure that our students are um, receiving a good quality education. But we can do that in a responsible way, which the General Assembly has been literally in the top 10 for teacher pay raises um, over the past decade. You can't dispute that. That, that is fact. But they, it doesn't meet their talking point. So they don't want to talk about that. So they say we've cut teacher pay, which is an outright lie. Um we we've what was t-
0: holding real quick. What did the national teacher or the Southern Teachers Association say about North Carolina? So like NCAE says like, oh, this is an awful place for teachers. Teacher pay is horrendous, but it was like their parent organization was like praising North Carolina for yeah, so that was the for na- teachers.
2: That was the National Association of Educators that said North Carolina has made tremendous strides to increase the pay for teachers. What Democrats do that are disingenuous is take the average salary of teachers and compare that to states like New York and California and to other states that have a higher cost of living. See, this is what's hard when it's when you're talking about Republican talking points because you have to be able to explain a lot of the rhetoric. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and get into the details but that's yeah. why i always like knocking on doors because people are more willing to have these conversations at their doorstep with you and it's a it's hard to put on direct mail but at the end of the day when you factor in cost of living north carolina is extremely cheap to live in compared to states like new york or california and that means look a lot of people don't make the same average salary here in north carolina but they live Good quality lives because the cost of living is very affordable here in our state, and that's what's important to keep in mind. Is look, we can pay people however much, but how is the cost of living impacting their salary, and how is that impacting their livelihood? I wouldn't trade North Carolina for any other state when it comes to the cost of living.
0: Wow, definitely. Because I think what's the average salary now in North Carolina? Isn't it like fifty thousand?
2: Yeah, it's around fifty four thousand dollars a year,
0: and like people, I mean, that's people are living comfortably I mean like you can't even say in the state like there's a big difference between people who are living in like Mecklenburg County compared to like Union County that's like right outside of Mecklenburg like there's a huge just cost of living difference in that I can't imagine what it would be like if you try to compare like I don't know like say like Guilford County to like New York City cost of living
2: I mean even like
0: I would say too like I had a friend in Raleigh who's paying for a one bedroom apartment. It was like twelve hundred dollars. And we live in a two bedroom apartment and we pay nine hundred.
1: Whew. A two bedroom here is seventeen hundred. Wow. Well that's i I'll say on like the bougier side of town. Yeah.
0: I'll say like I mean we're about to move and I think it's gonna be what eleven twelve hundred for a three bedroom we're about to rent. Wow, that's pretty affordable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I'll be honest too, like I technically like I could pay for that just on my salary. Like I don't need like Hmm. Sebastian's help. And like, mm-hmm. I think that just shows the yeah, cost that's of that's living. Uh-huh,
2: sorry. Hey, look, know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Perfectly independent. I support it.
0: <laughs> no, like, but I'm just saying like, even yeah. like my salary, which is I'm not going to say it, but my salary, say, uh, like I can still afford the cost of living for a three bedroom. Like I'm just one person's salary.
1: Yeah, and it's not like you're the CEO of a major company either, like mm-hmm. within context. you Like I'm still at the bottom of the totem pole at my company. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, and honestly, that's good when we start thinking about, um, you know, everybody listening, when you start thinking about owning a house, like settling down somewhere, these are the things you need to be considering when it comes to taxes, when it comes to um, cost of living. I know- Also, too, I have a friend who's renting. She's doing a rent to own situation. Mm -hmm. And it's cheaper to do that than to rent an apartment. So these are just some things that you consider and you think about. Um,
2: Yeah. And and just to keep adding to that is, look, so one thing that we've been very proud of is, one, when I was on staff at the General Assembly, we passed a constitutional amendment not to allow state income tax to exceed 7.25%. So right now we're at like five and a quarter. So Democrats, if they took control, they could only raise taxes to seven and a quarter. So we had some stability for folks that are moving their businesses or moving their family to North Carolina is, you know what you're going to get with North Carolina taxes. And we're continuing to work to lower the income tax. But the thing that I'm very proud of is we're not doing it so drastically that it disrupts the market. So in Texas, over the past 10 years, their property tax has increased by 120 percent. So it's preventing people from, you know, They buy a home with a 30-year mortgage. All of a sudden, property tax has gone up 120% in the past 10 years. That prevents them from living in that house anymore. They could get foreclosed on because they just can't afford it. Here in North Carolina, we're not making those kind of decisions on the county level, at least in some counties. I'm worried about the direction Guilford County is going in, but hopefully we get some good candidates, get some reasonableness back on the county commission.
1: Yeah, isn't. I think we're doing well.
2: Yeah. But but as a state as a whole, we we're making good decisions to, you know, keep cost of living affordable and to ensure people aren't being priced out of homes based off property tax or priced out of areas because of sales tax or people don't want to move here because our income tax is cost prohibitive Um, we want to ideally work to a zero income tax so we can be like tennessee florida and texas and attract even more people and keep people to have more money in their pocket so they can spend money for their students or their uh, child to have new school clothes new school shoes or to invest in their company their startup that they're starting in their um, garage or in their you know in their um, house that that's what we want in north carolina that's that's the recipe for being the number one state For business.
0: So, can we break that down? So, there's multiple different taxes, but let's break down the major ones that affect everyday persons. So, it's income tax, property tax, and sales tax. Mm -hmm. And in some, and it varies by state, it varies by county. So, can you kind of break that down a little bit? Kind of the like uh, you mentioned how with income tax, like you would love to see North Carolina go to a zero. Like, how does that make a difference to North Carolina's budget?
2: Yeah. So how you have to be able to project. So right now we're seeing internet sales tax is one thing you left off of there, which oh, is yes. a new, yeah, which is a new idea. So what was happening is mom and pop shop. So I think this is the first thing to start with and how we're protecting small businesses here in North Carolina. Cause the dream is, you know, people want to start their own small business and have an opportunity, the American dream. That's what we want in North Carolina. So internet sales tax, what was happening is Amazon didn't have to pay that before Um, You heard Alexandria Cortez complaining about Amazon finds loopholes. Well, one of the biggest loopholes was no internet sales tax. So Amazon could keep... a percentage of that tax and lower their prices and have a competitive advantage over the mom and pop shop. So it's cheaper for you to shop on Amazon. Well, not anymore. We've created a level playing field between internet sales tax and your traditional sales tax. So the mom and pop shop can actually compete with Amazon. That's what we want here in North Carolina. We want the free market to decide if you have a better product. And you can offer it at a good price. Let's let the people decide where to buy it from, not have competitive advantages. So we've defended the small business with the internet sales tax by instituting that. Um, As far as the income tax go, we've made tremendous strides by lowering that. And what we believe is the people that are the most hurt by income tax are the low income families of North Carolina, because that is a percentage of your check that's already going straight to the government before you even see the money. Um, When you're doing sales tax, which we believe that the model of North Carolina should be more of its consumption, it's how much you buy. So someone who's trying to get out of the low income situation, they're not in, as inclined to buy as much as someone who's really wealthy who's buying a yacht, buying all these things for their business and everything else. They're actually going to be paying more under a sales tax philosophy because they're consuming more products to drive their business as luxury items or personal pleasure. Um, That's what we believe sets people up for success. Allow that mom, that single mom who's working three jobs to have more money in her pocket. So maybe she can only have she only has to work two jobs while going to school to get that quality education so she can only work one job and become a middle class um, in the middle class and have her house and live the American dream and provide for her kids. That's what we want in North Carolina. Um, And then property tax, I kind of hinted at that earlier is, look, we don't want to price people out of homes. And I think, you know, a lot of boards across the state have done a good job of doing that. Um, I have concerns about what's going on in Wake County, Met County, and now in Guilford. What I'd like to see is the General Assembly cap at how high property taxes can go so people know they're not going to get priced out of their homes. And so that county commissioners can be responsible And uh, know that they can't just break the bank with their spending and just pass it on to property taxes to cover their new social experiments. That's what I really believe North Carolina should do next.
1: So that was probably the best breakdown I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't know economics. I'm going to be very transparent. I had to take that class three times to graduate at Seton Seton Hall. Let me correct myself. Seton Hall. I do not know. And I... (laughs) <laughs> that's what it was I do not know economics I like this is the one topic conservative that I just got yeah limited government little tax like I have no idea that was an amazing breakdown now for people like myself and when I talk to other people like myself another thing that we everybody talks about um is when it comes to taxes when it comes to I know someone is going to want to know about helping the poor and i said that really weirdly i don't know why i said it that way but you know what i'm trying well to i say.
0: guess the dims like their plan like they said oh we need to raise taxes to help low income we have to tax the rich to help the low income people why yeah, does that people need to work?
2: pay yeah so what they try to say is people need to pay their fair share so other people have opportunities in yeah. this country and let me say that that for the most part in history has been just rhetoric. And you remember my big tagline when I ran for the Senate was results, not rhetoric. And, and that's what I think we need more of. So under the Trump administration oh and who I was just with today, Mark Walker, and then our neighbor down south in South Carolina, Tim Scott, Senator Scott, um, they proposed something that would actually do something about this. So when you're looking at investments, so the biggest issue is how to get jobs, in low-income communities, is how do you get investments in those areas? How do you get more homes in those areas and at the rooftops? How do you increase the average pay in the area, the net worth in that area, to make it where businesses want to come there? And I think the best legislation we've ever gotten, and of course the fake news doesn't always report this, which is opportunity zones. So what opportunity zones would do is for capital gains, you would not be taxed on any investment with capital gains into opportunity zone areas, which is the most poverty-stricken areas. So here in Greensboro, it's like East Greensboro is impacted, areas in high point where there's a real, real issue with investments coming there. Folks would not have to pay their capital gains tax to invest in those areas.
1: Okay. Now pause. Okay. A definition of capital gain tax.
2: So so what capital gains is is Okay, so capital is money, gains, profitability. So any money, let's say, let's say I um own a business, Sebastian Consulting, and uh I sell that business or I'm trying to think. Yeah, I sell bill let's just say I sell commercial real estate and I sell a movie theater because COVID's knocked that out of the business and the governors kept movie theaters closed. I sell that business. The money I receive from the, selling that business is what you call a capital gains. You're receiving um, a gain from capital investment um, is the best. W- Does that make sense? Yes. So I sell property. And be like a
0: based on the profit, right? Or is it based yeah. on the property?
2: It's, it's based off the profit and the property. Um, so I would typically get a capital gains tax that I'd have to pay to sell that business. Well, if I make, let's just say $2 million selling my movie theater in downtown Greensboro, and I invest that into East Greensboro instead of putting it in my bank account, and I invest that into a new project in an opportunity zone, I'd have to pay zero in taxes for that. Because That's I'm,
0: wonderful. Yes. and can you and explain opportunities in real quick? I don't think you went into a deep dive on that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, just highlighting it. Um, opportunity zones are low income areas where people are really struggling. And there is no cash movement. That's the biggest issue. There's no cash flow going on in those communities. You're not seeing jobs. You're not seeing investment opportunities. So what this really looks towards is investing in those communities so they can have jobs and they can find economic opportunity. That's why it's called an opportunity zone. It's solely so people in these areas can find opportunity opportunity. Probably the biggest accomplishment that the media has never talked about from the Trump administration that can make a real difference. I had so many investors that are people um, that are minorities that are from these neighborhoods that were so interested, wanted to learn more. I think the state should look at doing it as well, Um, match those Opportunity Zone credits to the state level as well to double the buck and ensure that there's investments, because that's the only way we're going to address poverty. In North Carolina, I think is number one. How can we get jobs? Opportunity zones get those jobs in those areas.
1: Okay, so now next question: um, How they determine? So you're saying where there's not a lot of cash flowing? So is it like within a district, within a precinct, and they determine? Okay, within here there are not a lot of businesses, so these people need a place to work, or is it like they look at neighborhoods with zip codes and they? Yeah, say like, so how it all actually
2: determine? comes it all comes from census data. So we, when folks do the census, they report um, it, it's all from census data. It's all data driven. It's uh, yeah. it's not political where these lines are drawn. Now there is a caveat in there where the governor of each state where opportunity zones are, he gets, he gets a list of the most needed areas. And I think he picks a certain amount of them, mm. which I think I don't think I would like to see a nonpartisan coalition, not a governor, pick those. Yeah, let's start. Let's do something that's not political. So let's say I'm the governor and I have a friend of mine who's a representative of my party. I'm more inclined to put it there than I am another area that might need just as much help or even more help. I don't want it to be political because people's opportunity shouldn't be political.
1: And that well, that's a line right there. Um, But yeah, that should definitely be done by nonpartisan like you said because at the end of the day there are certain things that I don't think should be political issues and like someone getting an opportunity that should have nothing to do with politics um but okay cool I like I've heard of opportunity zones you know I had been to conferences where they say yeah he gave us opportunity zones." talking about Trump and I just go yeah that's right he certainly <laughs> did and I had no idea. like I no one really explained it so that was a good explanation. This is good. Like, I'm really glad we're doing this series because for myself, I'm learning stuff because like I said, economics, taxes, I don't know anything along those lines. Like n- absolutely nothing. Um, So this is good for like me and then everybody listening. I think this is just really good information to have so you can have really good articulate conversations. Because like I said, I would feel stupid when I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, yep. And I didn't even know where to look to even do research. So this is really good.
0: So let's talk about kind of going off of what Mallory just said. Let's talk about talking points. How do we talk to our liberal friends? So the first question I'm putting on my liberal cap, guys.
1: All right, um, okay.
0: We need to tax the rich. The rich is making too much money. There's a huge gap between the top one person and everybody else. We need to tax the rich. They need to pay their fair share. How do I as a Republican respond to that?
2: Yeah, so I'll I'll get into more detail, and I guess we can condense this down to a talking point, which is: Look, do are the rich? You know, the the philosophy of America is you can chase the dream and you can be as successful as the market allows you to be. Here, there's no restrictions, but at the same time, you know, do people have an obligation to provide jobs? Well, there's a direct correlation with you know companies, their productivity, and the employees they hire. Let's just use Jeff Bezos as an example. Jeff Bezos could not fulfill all the orders by himself. He has to hire people to, you know, in his warehouse, truck drivers, all these folks to be able to do that for him. He needs people to, you know, implement his business to represent his business. Um, and, and that's the thing. I think our Democrat friends, while they have good intentions about, you know, wanting to help people, the the way People get out of poverty is either by starting their own business or working their way up the corporate ladder and um corporate ladder look if if we increase the minimum wage to twenty dollars an hour which sounds great that's just going to put a reduction on the amount of employees uh people can hire to you know get the job done and create economic opportunity and that's the biggest issue that we have with uh You know raising the minimum wage so drastically does it need raised raised absolutely, but at the end of the day, it should be a state's decision because not the one size fits all isn't applicable and that goes back into the cost of living arguments that we were talking before each state has a different cost of living $20 in North Carolina is way different than $20 in New York or California. Um, So states need to decide that themselves. Is there a conversation to be had about raising the national uh, or raising the minimum wage absolutely. But at the end of the day, our philosophy of lowering taxes on businesses, and that's the big thing, is we're lowering taxes on the businesses so they can hire more people and provide more opportunity. And we've seen that opportunity happen in North Carolina because Democrats were proven wrong that you can lower taxes and see increase in state budget revenues, which means more people are having jobs, more people are having economic opportunity.
0: So I think you kind of, with that question, I think you kind of answered it from why taxing corporations is bad but how is taxing the rich not effective kind of thinking about like jeff bezos as an individual um the people that own walmart even like the trumps who have like billions of dollars how is taxing the rich more not an effective strategy
2: i'm all for taxing the rich i think it should be a consumption tax which is the sales tax the rich would have to pay more under a sales tax than finding the loopholes under the current tax system um which is why what,
0: does it? Sorry, but why, like taxing the rich, so, like on their, I guess their income? Why is that not effective?
2: It just it, it prevents um, cash flow from trickling down um, and creating economic opportunities for people. That there's a direct correlation: the higher the tax rate is, the less people you can afford to hire. It's basic math.
0: Well, I guess I'm saying like from them as an individual, not from them from like a business standpoint, but like the
2: two are correlated. The business is considered what what Democrats are arguing for is according to Supreme Court law, businesses are considered as individuals. So when they're referring to tax the rich, they're talking about the businesses as individuals.
0: So they're not referring to like Jeff Bezos as, as individuals. They like
2: to talk about that, but there's loopholes within the federal tax system that allows them to pay close to nothing.
1: Yeah, because isn't um as someone who's looking into you know filing finally doing that LLC um, for all my stuff, isn't there a way so that like no matter what I won't be taxed? I can like, um, if I need a like if I'm driving somewhere, let's okay, let's say uh, in April I'm doing a jewelry show that the gas for my place to the jewelry store, I can write that off. Correct. Yeah. So there's a lot of loopholes. So when they're saying tax the rich, they're saying technically tax the business because technically you're not even really being taxed yourself.
2: Yeah. A lot of these people that are extremely wealthy don't take tremendously huge salaries. So even though Jeff Bezos worth is um, net worth is what?
1: Way more than I'll probably ever have.
2: Yeah. Billions and billions of dollars. (laughs) He doesn't write himself that check. It's within the assets of his company that he owns um and, and so when his even- money
0: is actually the assets not necessarily so he's worth 193 billion dollars so it's not like he has 193 billion dollars in his bank account it's all the assets that he owns that equates to that is that correct
2: yeah exactly
1: okay once again great great explanation okay so i just thought of whenever we need to ask a liberal question, we should call, we'll say, liberal Lizzie. Ooh, I'll be liberal Lizzie. Okay, I like it. Okay, so liberal Lizzie, talking to liberal Lizzie, and she goes, I hate capitalism. I think it's evil. It's destroyed countries forever. What's a good response?
0: It only supports the rich. It doesn't support yeah. the little man.
1: Yeah.
2: My simple response is, Would you like to trade places with any other country and go live in their system as opposed to the American system? My answer is a resounding no. Uh, I would not trade places and be in any other country to find economic opportunity than here in the United States.
0: I think it's important, too, because like liberal Lindsay will be like, we need to tax corporations more. Corporations are evil. But when you tax corporations more, that's when we see them leave the country to go to cheaper locations.
1: And that, yeah, that's something I think about a lot. You know, I have the jewelry and then we have some merch for uh, the podcast. And I really do want to do a made made in America thing, but everything is so expensive. Like certain pieces for my jewelry that I need to order, I can get a good $3 cheaper in China than in the U.S. Mm And that's, I mean, and how do we fix that? Is that like a, now we're kind of going off the topic, but it's you know amazing. how to fix that? No, oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. So the biggest number one thing is we need to end the corporate espionage of what China is doing. Um, so what China does is let, let's say the microphone I'm using, which is the Shure SM7B, that couple hundred dollar microphone. What they would do is take patented information from US companies And say, okay, we can make a knockoff at half the cost. And even though there's a patent in the United States, because it's a China company, we can't hold these people accountable. And they do that with a lot of companies here in the United States. I did
1: not know that. Is they knock off all these products. I've seen it happen. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Okay, so they actually hire spies into these companies, get get them jobs, and they'll literally steal the information from American companies, take it back to China. And we oh need goodness. to hold these people accountable for that. And yeah. we need to stop appeasing them. And that's where, you know, I'm typically not a fan of tariffs, but when people are, you know, running American businesses out of business just by stealing their ideas, I think that's wrong.
1: Wow. I did not know that was happening. Mm-hmm. That's Okay,
0: that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, we have to wow And there's no like no one has jurid- jurisdiction over them because they're their own country. You can't like I mean you can sue, I guess, I guess, guess but account- but who but who's there to hold them to? accountable? Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got difficulty. Stop so I guess my final question is how does the Democrat tax policy fail Americans?
2: Well, good question. Yeah. So, I mean, it is clear as day. And and I always say we're actually the party of science because we prove what we say here in North Carolina. Democrats had a hypothesis of higher taxes, more regulation on businesses work. We found out when, you know, times get tough and uh, they have to have money uh, to keep paying teachers that their method does not work here in North Carolina. So what the voters agreed with. That's why voters sent Republican majorities back to the House and to the Senate. Um, so here in North Carolina, when Republicans took control, people chose to move to North Carolina, not leave North Carolina like they did under the Beth Perdue administration. Um, we've seen increase in revenues and we've seen, um, you know, raises all across the board for all of our state employees, cost of living adjustments for retirees we're still working on but we think we can make real strides with that as well but that, that's that is the data in the science that i like to talk about that we have proven success here in north carolina trump has proven success on the national economic stage of that republican look actions speak louder than words mm-hmm. i'd rather uh, elect a guy that has proven results um And just doesn't talk about ideas that actually gets them done. And that's proven. And that's what we have in North Carolina. And that's what Trump gave us as president.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much. I legitimately learned a lot. And I mean... I think that it's good, like I said earlier, it's really good that we're talking about these topics because we do want to go into conversations and it's not good when I go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not good. And I'm glad I'm able, I can now like say a few things here and there. I definitely want to have to talk to you a little bit more. But I think you gave us some really good tools um for us to talk to our liberal Lizzies and You
2: know, well, I think that should be a. Well, thank you for having me, and I think that should be the challenge for listeners today, which is instead of just you know, nodding your head or clapping when they say something great that you might not understand, let's ask the questions. Let's let's go up to people that are passing these policies or working on these policies and saying, if we don't fully understand, let's ask. Why does this work? What what was the rationale behind that? I'm sure people would love to answer that because. Guess what? The media doesn't always cover it. It's those jobs of those people passing the legislation or who worked in these positions to explain it so people can get out and tell the news because it's neighbors telling neighbors that make a difference about policy in North Carolina.
1: Ooh, I like that. Neighbors telling neighbors is what makes a difference. Well, that's a good note to end on. Vic, do you have anything you want to say? That's. I think we're
0: going to try to do a blog post of talking points so if you guys ever get confused about Tax policy, um, or your your liberal Lizzie friend is saying we need to tax the rich, we're gonna put talking points on the blog to kind of be like, hey, this is actually the facts, this is the science, not the rhetoric you're saying. And if you guys have any question further questions or confused about anything, please let me, Mallory, or Sebastian know. Um, I think Sebastian, your Instagram handle is at Sebastian King NC
2: that's right that's all, all my socials sebastian king so yeah, facebook, so twitter, guys, and see so facebook twitter Instagram.
0: yeah if you guys have any questions let me know if you what'd you say mal do you have a tiktok sebastian
2: uh i'm open if anyone wants to help me understand how to <laughs> convey political messages through tiktok i'm down to learn for,
0: i have a friend for you sebastian that can help you <laughs> with tiktok
2: yes but, I, I know who you're talking about and i'm excited
0: <laughs> well we actually know I'll say okay, so our guest Caroline Alexander that was on about a month ago talking about love is not tourism movement, she actually has gone viral on TikTok TikTok. Um she has this series where she is a teacher in the twenty fifties that is a history teacher and she goes, She's like, We're not talking about the roaring twenties, but the boring twenties and kind of gives what history in twenty fifty will look like on twenty twenty oh that's fun yeah so she actually has gone viral and we've been like two weeks went from like 100 followers so i think she's over twenty thousand now
1: oh nice we yeah to help us make one for us
0: <laughs> yeah so um yeah that's what i was referring to sebastian can let me make sure oh no! no me. don't give her to sebastian
1: give her to us so
0: that's yeah. Let me pull up, <laughs> i'll pull up her handle real quick if y'all want to follow her she's hilarious so her handle is they call me period carol and <laughs> oh
2: that's an interesting handle i didn't know that was her handle
0: yeah it's so funny like she did this tiktok trend where you drizzle paint on a canvas and then you kind of throw it like a frisbee and it kind of creates that marble look well when she did it on her tiktok she threw it and got paint all over her dad was that who was like videotaping the tiktok and it was
1: so funny okay yeah well if she's funny because i'm not i can admit i'm not really that funny if she's funny we should definitely have her help both of us i guess i guess you could do both of us Mm -hmm. maybe we she can be our go-to advisor yeah but yeah so seriously reach out to sebastian reach out to either one of us our dms are always open our email is open um yeah and i'm open to
0: having dms from people with questions versus the creepy guys creepy prince from nigeria or whoever's trying to get my money right
1: or those uh we should talk about this in an episode or those sex group chats have you oh yeah i get like two or three a day that and why isn't and i report them and instagram doesn't do anything that I'm god saying.
0: forbid if something republicans posted
2: i was yeah. gonna say that's another that's another that's gonna i'm sure that'll be another yes, we episode will have a
0: definitely episode on talking points for big tech yes. yes
1: seriously because
2: how is it that you know china's people are persecuting a whole group of folks and no one in china is banned from twitter there's people that are chanting death to america they're not banned from t- twitter they're verified on twitter um and there's you know pedophiles and all those other folks out there that their accounts aren't being shut down but the former president's accounts being shut down that needs to be looked at yeah that's insane
1: did you
0: see that and this is something we'll probably get into the weekly recap but did you see that twitter is suing texas's attorney general for their attorney general saying we're going to do something about twitter um Uh, restricting the president what why would twitter sue them for something twitter did wrong the same reason why dominion is suing the my pillow guy did you see that yeah and it's like um didn't you did something wrong buddy
1: yeah like don't
0: sue me for spewing the truth i don't sue us please we don't have money
1: yeah, or maybe do, and then we'll be on like or, a famous show or something. I was gonna and say like I, I'm gonna hiring. call,
2: I'm gonna keep calling Twitter out because they they are clearly biased against Republicans. Well, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: We- and we are definitely uh, shadow banned. So yeah, we're you shadow banned us, right now on Instagram. We're definitely shadow banned. If you're following yeah. us, please like turn on our notif- your notifications for us. I know. I will say one before we
0: wrap up. So did you see? I don't know. I can't remember if we mentioned this. Uh, Madison Cawthorn posted a video of him trying to do a tweet praising Governor Abbott for sending National Guard to the border to because there, there's a huge crisis at the border. And, like, Biden's asking people to volunteer to go to the border, but will not admit it's a crisis. Anywho, Governor Abbott is sending National Guard to the border. Madison Cawthorn tries to do a tweet to praise him for doing it. Twitter will not let him post it. And so then he takes it all. He, like, exits out, does a tweet with the word
1: testing, is able to tweet it. Wow. I saw yeah. the video. It was crazy. I couldn't it- believe it. It's crazy, and to that I say, we just keep tracking. I don't know, like honestly, I've been, you know, you sent me, uh, we've been trying to figure out how to get out of the shadow band, how to work the algorithm, I listened to this podcast, and I said this on the live um, on Wednesday, when y'all hearing this on Thursday, I said on the live, my prayer has just been, God, whoever needs to hear whatever needs to be said, let them hear it. Because I literally don't know really what more to do. I hate the well, or like, I do think, sure, start your own. But the reality is, if you're, so I think part of our goal, our goal is to reach people like us, not just like us, but like- and new people, like and people that are not involved in politics. That's what I'm saying. And the reality is, they're not going to be on Parler. Love Parler, I guess. No shading, it's Parler. But Parler is literally- us <laughs> and it's then just people the for the right of us yeah it's just the yeah. insiders in the republican party yeah that's not so i we need to be where the people are we need to be where the people are and ask some um, questions and get some answers exactly but we're being shut so i don't know what to do i don't know how to fix this i'm just praying that whoever needs to see what needs to be seen is
2: Well, this is what you need to do and you need to you should do it. If you're being shadow banned, you should contact Bob Steinberg and Senator Paul Newton, um, who's actually in North Carolina in the state Senate, who is going to file legislation very similar to what you saw in Florida, what you're seeing with Texas Attorney General. They're going to file legislation and say that North Carolina will not tolerate people being targeted of a political party um, on social media um and, and that's maybe impacting y'all's business that. so
1: mm-hmm. maybe we should do that just in, in all seriousness maybe we should do that and then like we can um i'm so tired i can't think of the what word Record the process yeah and, like show people
0: i think there's legislation because here's the issue right now with facebook twitter instagram technically they're liable if there's any bullying or what people post on their social media and i think that uh, the federal government is looking to a bill to where it would not make the platforms liable. But if there's a person that is spewing hate on social media, they would be the ones that are liable, not the platforms. And I think that's why the platforms are so overly sensitized is because they're just trying to protect their butts. But... Then you're limiting freedom of speech. So I think this new bill would give them more freedom, give more people freedom. No,
2: I mean, I uh, I think it's clear is there's been big tech groups that have given Democrats a tremendous amount of money in the last election But
0: then they don't. favor. I don't disagree on that. But then they don't have an argument of saying, "Oh, we're censoring because of hate speech." Yeah, because we're protecting us. But then you don't have you eliminate that argument completely. Like, what's going to be the argument next?
1: Yeah, and I do, I mean, I think that is a fair- I think that's a step in the right
0: direction. Yeah. No, it's not I agree perfect, with you. but it's a step in the right direction.
1: I agree with you because I do think that's a fair, like if, for example, our Facebook group, so like, you know, we're not for censorship, but if you put, um, if you come into our Facebook group and say like, uh, you're ugly, you're a hoe, and your mama's blah, 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 I'm going to kick you out for various reasons. But one of them is you're not going to say that to one of our fellow you wouldn't sisters. say that to your grandma right you're not going to say that to one of us and you don't know what anybody's going through that could be the last thing someone like so I completely understand like if that's the argument I mean like you said I'm sure lots of dims have given them um have given tech companies money but if that's the argument I totally understand that so if we could eliminate that I think that could at least put some that maybe even for a time relief some before they think of something else but we're going way over so we probably really should wrap it up um thank you so much again Sebastian also too our summit is coming up please RSVP March 27th we're super excited um we have some even more guests if you guys you know I'll just go ahead and say it if you guys know the so you want the truth about account we have one of the um owners of that uh who's going to speak and for those that don't know that is the account they went viral around election time because they started doing different um they started talking about different topics Well, um,
0: it's, so you really want to know the, i think there's two accounts is like so do you want to know the truth and that's more liberal then i think this one's like so you really want to know the truth
1: this so the liberal one is so you want to talk about okay and then yeah theirs is so you want the truth about and they have thirty seven point eight thousand followers and i remember when she started this account like you're friends friends. yeah i remember when she started the account so she's going to be speaking too so you guys seriously rsvp super excited um you're going to love it and bring pens and notebooks and also get some of our merch to wear while you're watching. God, I still need to wear merch. Yeah. All right. Anybody have anything else to add? One last thing? I'm good. just want to thank
2: you guys. Thanks, everybody.
1: Well, we'll see you next week, Sebastian,
0: as our Republican expert. <laughs> duh, duh, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Or
1: uh, should it be like the Jeopardy theme song? Like, do,
0: do, 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 do. No, it
1: should be something a little bit more exciting. I kind of want something with some, like, pizzazz to it really you don't think like the republican expert
2: stop no no we don't need all (laughs) that
1: i don't know that i'm so sorry that does not sound appealing (laughs) you don't have the votes to get it
2: done (laughs) all right bye guys
1: bye Bye. Thank you for listening to those other girls with mallory and bailey make sure you like comment and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms head over to our website thoseothergirls.com to read our blogs and receive exclusive content and connect with us on instagram at those podcast and on twitter at tog underscore podcast those other girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values